that's the thing. Like, I never took the time. Like you're saying, put stuff on pause. I didn't put anything on pause. I kept going. I kept running. Mm. Kept running to something else. That, and then, you know, there's something else. You know, just the, the only way I knew how to handle to not feel my feelings or to be vulnerable to even myself or to God or, or to anybody else was to take care of somebody else. Like, so I'll magnify somebody else's problems. Mm. So going to get a boyfriend that don't have a job or a car or a house. Let me help you because I don't want to deal with my own problems. Hey, everybody, it's me, Michelle Wright with 99 Ways to Win. I know it has been a minute since I uploaded. I know. I know. Um, If you caught the Freestyle Friday on September 1st, then I kind of filled you in a little bit on what I've been up to. And I also introduced you to my new co-host, Miss Fallon Sells, who is who you'll be hearing from today. Um, so just briefly, Fallon and, and I met uh, basically through um, a couple of different virtual uh, Christian-based events. Uh, one, uh, myself and some other of the sister authors of Joyfully Courageous were on a virtual book club meeting. And uh, she was on that call has some interesting things to say. And then later on, we were all on the same uh, Bible class, like ladies Bible class call. And she said some things that really resonated with me. I found out that she was actually cousins with one of my joyfully courageous uh, sisters, Danielle. And we just, we just hit it off. And so over the past uh, few months, we've been connecting, conversing. And I was like, you know what? I could use you on my podcast. So, uh, therefore you are about to, uh, you're about, you're in for a treat. Okay. You are in for a treat. So without further ado, I'm just going to, uh, go right into the podcast. This episode is entitled running from deliverance. Enjoy. Welcome to the 99 ways to win podcast. It's me, Michelle Wright. And I have a special guest, my new co-host, Fallon Sales from the great state of Arkansas. What's up, Fallon? Hey. <sighs> so what I said, we were going to be talking about the unplanned PTO. <laughs> mm. Unplanned PTO. I had to go look up what paradigm was, though. Ah, okay. What did you find? What's a paradigm? Is that something about a a normal, I can't really explain it, but it it was basically saying it was like a normal way of looking at something. Mm -hmm. Like this was common, something common that people look at. Yeah, so so for me, like I use use that acronym of PTO because like I was a PTO personal time off, paid time off or whatever, like from your job. And then mm-hmm. I was using it for like really paradigm shifts, the P and transitions. And like I said, oh my goodness moment, uh, because I wanted to, mm. you know, like I said, um, I, the lost season, so to speak, <laughs> because I started right. the podcast in 2021. So like that would be season one. And then season two would presumably have been in 2022. And now we're in 2023 and that would be season three. However, I uploaded from January to August of 2021, and then 
I didn't upload again until February 2023. <laughs> so yeah, we're 17 months. Mm. I was this ghost as far as the podcast is concerned. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to, you know, I guess talk about why that was and what I was going on because there was just like so much that was going on. And actually, now that I think about it, so 2021, man, I'm trying to think. I think if I actually, if I remember right, uh, that was, that was the, my mom. Okay. So my mom came to live with us in 2010 when my kids were pretty young and, you know, she could get around, she could cook and all of that. She had had a stroke uh, a few years before that, but, you know, she could get around with a cane and stuff and I would take her to the store and she would, uh, she would just have to make sure she had a basket. So she had something to kind of lean on if she felt like walking. <laughs> and she didn't feel mm-hmm. like walking, then she would use the uh, scooter or whatever, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. then in 2015, she had to have uh, this surgery. She had a tumor like in her salivary gland. So like they had to go in, you know, on the side of her neck. And uh, like that took a lot out of her. It was like a hard recovery for her and stuff like that. So like her mobility went down a lot. And then there was a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that happened with that. She ended up with a stomach tube and all this stuff because her throat was never the same and stuff like that. So, you know, she was could still do things, but like it was just different. And then like over the over the years after that, you know, she just kind of got, you know, just had more issues and stuff like that. So when 2020 hit with COVID and all of that, at some point something happened. I don't know if she hit, I know at one point she broke her hip one time and went into rehab, but something happened. And she went to rehab and like she just she wasn't like getting like better you know so she stayed in the hospital for a while she stayed in rehab for like a long time and then she finally came mm-hmm. home i think i think she came home in 2021 actually i have to go back and look at my notes and stuff but so she came she came home and you know i was helping take care of her i'm working and stuff all of that obviously and I remember I was I had gone to this virtual like conference uh, with uh, Eric Thomas ET <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. it was this one guy uh, what's his name Bakar Bay shout out to Bakar Bay uh, he's a coach uh, he was a, he was one of the attendees and like they had these little breakout rooms that you could do so like he started this breakout room where every people would meet every night and talk about like what their goals were stuff they wanted to work on and he would like share some information and stuff and so that like inspired me to go ahead and you know do start my podcast that I had been thinking about doing right because they were like you know I always encourage like Mm -hmm. what you're working on blah 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 blah. so I was doing it um you know but in the meantime of course you know still having to you know do stuff for my mom and you know she needed me to cook for do do everything right um yeah and uh so she got sicker uh so like I said, my last podcast that I uploaded was August of 2020. Oh, and also I started looking for another job. <laughs> so I was looking for another job, a hmm. job hunting. I got hired uh, on a new job, like uh, August of that year. But then my mom ended up passing in September, right? I, like after, shortly after I had started that job. Um, so, you know, obviously it was just like down to necessities because like I'm dealing with, you know, losing my mom and all of this stuff and uh, all of that. So, 
you know, I went through all of that. And then my son was getting ready to graduate. So he graduated, uh, you know, that May of 2022. And I'm still getting used to, you know, mom not being there and all of that. Um, yeah, so like it was just a lot. And then I was thinking, of, I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do as far as my church. Because uh, I kind of like felt like I needed to be somewhere else, even though my, my congregation was like wonderful. It was like felt like I needed to be somewhere else. I was trying to figure that out. Um, and then my son went off to boot camp <laughs> September mm. 2022. So, you know. Uh, so he goes off the boot camp for the Air Force, uh, and then we went ahead and switched congregations right before he right before he left. Uh, we switched congregations right before he left, um, and then you know still kind of getting used to everything and all of that. Uh, then you go to 2022, and I'm just still kind of figuring stuff out. So it's just like it was kind of crazy. And then by that time, my daughter was a senior. Uh, and so, you know, it was just a lot of, there was just a lot of changes. <laughs> yeah. There was just a lot of changes. And, uh, you know, God was, God was God. What's that you say? What's it, what do you say, Fallon? God be God. <laughs> God be God. Absolutely. Uh, man, my, my, uh, man, my siblings, you know, like we have, the, we all have the same dad, uh, all of my siblings that are alive. Uh, my mom had a son that, you know, unfortunately passed in his early 40s some years ago. Uh, but all my siblings that I have now, we all have the same dad. Um, but, uh, but, you know, their mom, they all had the same mom. And then my mom was the second wife. So, like, he, you know, just I just came along after they was already teenagers, right? So, yeah. But, um, you know, they were called, they, some of them called her Miss Freddie, some of them called her mom. But uh, yeah, they they uh-huh. helped me. They helped me through that. Man, they helped me, especially one of my brothers that uh, lives in Texas. You know, they just and her, uh, his wife, my sister-in-law. They they just really uh, came through for me. My church family came through for me. My friends, you know, you know, they just supported me. God just did what God does. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, um, Put the aces in the places, man. And I. I thank God that I made peace with a lot of things uh, before she passed away because, um, you know, like I talk about in in the Joyfully Courageous book, you know, there was there would be some contentious things, <laughs> and you know, everything wasn't perfect with our relationship, but you know, through prayer, <laughs> much prayer, uh, and yeah. thinking and understanding, and and some talking with her and talking with other people to kind of you know have some similar experiences like I was able to make peace with some of the things uh, you know that had bothered me about our relationship yeah like that so like you know when it was time for her to transition it was just nothing but love you know what I mean it was just I was just at peace yeah and that, that's what yeah. you know but um yeah yeah I mean that's 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 what was going on but it, it's just interesting that you really have to Man, you have to give yourself space to grieve. You have to give yourself space to feel what you feel and do what you need to do and let people help you. Uh, mm. Stuff like mm. that happen. Because at first I was like, I was like, I was going through training when it happened. And I think we were like in the third week of training. And so I was like, oh, you know, okay, well, you know, I, I just need to be off for a couple of days and then I can come back. Because I'm like, oh gosh, I just started this job. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, look, just yeah. take your time. Don't worry about it. 
you know, just take your time. So I ended up being off work, I don't know, I think about a week uh, or something like that. And then when I came back, they were like, you missed a week, of, you already missed a week of this training, so we'll just let you start. You know, there's another session that starts like in a week or something, so don't worry about it. Just we'll have you start with the other training so you can just start all over and not miss anything or be whatever. So, like, God was just so gracious that they just, you know what I mean? Yeah, he just took care of me. Yeah. <laughs> He just took care of me. Yeah, he did. You know, I can remember my uh, my best friend one time. She was like, she like cooked me like this pan of food or something and met up, met up with me. So like I wouldn't have to cook. <laughs> just uh, people just yeah. took care of me, man. People just took care of me. But um, I don't know. Like I like I was saying, I wanted to also not for it to just be about me. I don't know if like you could think of a time where like you just kind of had to put stuff like on the back burner or had to like kind of rearrange. Uh, things because you just had like something major happen or or anything like that. Man, probably more than one, right? You know, <laughs> pick one. Well, you know, it's crazy because okay, for instance, you said, um, have you had something to where you had to put on the back burner? Um, for me, I had to put me on the back burner. Mm if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I had to put myself, right. You know, so it's like, you talking about paradigms and switches and, and, and things. There's been plenty of major things that have happened to where I probably, if God wasn't giving me that period to sit down, be still and focus and do what I need to do, but I wasn't with God during those times. Mm. So I keep pushing past those times. Mm. But that was me putting myself on the back burner and putting God on the back burner because I got to go do all this. And, and it's just crazy because it's like now hindsight is so beautiful. You know, it, it's like looking back, it's like, he was trying to tell me to be still right here because he was going to take care of it. I'm sitting up here doing all this stuff to take care of certain things because I feel like I have nothing else. And his hand was still moving even when I wasn't talking to him. Wow. Okay. So you said you said you have to put yourself on a back burner. But I guess I guess what you're saying is like you, you put yourself on a back burner when you shouldn't have, like because you didn't take care of yourself. Well, it was just, uh, you know, so much trauma and stuff that was happening um, that I, I never knew how to stop. Mm. I never knew how to stop. I was, I, I've always been the one to just, oh, well, that happened. No time to waste. Mm. You know, I, I've never had that. I've never been able to do that, but that's because things wasn't done decent and in order. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to learn that, you know, we cause a lot of our own issues, you know? So because I had children out of wedlock, you know, uh, as a single mom, you know, I wouldn't trade my children for the world. You know what I mean? Even the time that I had them, but at the end of the day, they, if I hadn't had them out of wedlock, I wouldn't have been able, I would have been able to do things at a slower pace. I'm thinking. Mm. man we we just create a lot of our own issues as far as being able to the the paradigm switches and things like that 
Um, there was a time when I was homeless. Mm. And I call it homeless. Like, I wasn't on the side of the road or necessarily sleeping in my car. Right. But it was a point in time when I was old enough to where I had to go back home mm. to my mother's house. That's homeless to me. <laughs> That's homeless to me. You didn't have me. your own, yeah. You didn't have your own place. Right. You provided for yourself. Right, because it, I haven't been home since I was seventeen. Mm. I, I that was another crazy thing. I I struck out at seventeen, moved to another state, just out of the blue. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and did my own thing. Wow. Yeah, at seventeen, and then I came back, got uh got pregnant, and got a place. You know, so, and, and had, you, I mean, it was just, you see what I'm saying? Running, running, running. I'm doing this. I'm not taking any time. But at the same time, there was, God wasn't even in the picture. I knew God. I knew about him, but he wasn't in the forefront. He wasn't guiding me at that time. Bless his heart. He was just helping me. Like, he was just trying to make sure I didn't fall all the way down. You know, I'm, you know, we sit up here. We can sit up here and watch people, you know, those slides that uh, lead into a little pool or whatever. Okay, so I used to be terrified of those slides because I don't like to be in a pool where I can't stand up. Oh, yeah. So I have to have control over that. No, I don't. Even though I can probably swim, I believe I can swim, but I have to have that control of knowing that I can get my feet, (laughs) I can stand up and I'm okay. Right. So uh, these people were telling me to get on the slide, get on the slide, you know. And I was like, mm, I don't want to get on the slide because I'm scared of the water at the bottom, you know what I'm saying? And they were like, come on, get on the slide, get on the slide. So just, I finally got on the slide, right? Yeah. I was terrified. I was terrified that I was going to drown. I didn't know how I was going to get out of this or whatever, but I said, I got to do it because they telling me to do it. You know, I was a follower at that point. And so I get on the slide, I get down there, get all the way down and boom, I, get, I hit the water and I'm like, oh my God, here we go. I'm about to die. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I'm doing all this, this, this waving around and blah, blah, you know, I'm going crazy. Right. And the lifeguard just walks over to me. <laughs> and was like, why don't you just stand up? <laughs> So I'm just saying, like, this is, you know, God be God. Like, I'm sitting over here really, I do something. First of all, I do something that I, I don't even know where I'm going or what I'm about to get into. Oh, so that that's one thing I do. And I do that before walking with God. You know, I'm doing things that I didn't even know how deep it was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Didn't know how deep it was. And didn't ask. That's how I walked didn't ask either. Stupid. <laughs> the, the answer is right there if I had a bath. Right. And they would have told you, oh, yeah, so, it's only such and such feet. It's only three. It's yeah, but I was hiding the fact that I was scared. Right. But I'm hiding the fact that I'm scared. I'm not Ooh. telling them this. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Hiding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hiding the fact that I'm scared. Vulnerable. Right. So I get on this slide to my death. <laughs> I'm willing to get on the slide to my death. So that you don't let people Come know on that now. you're scared. Yeah. And, and you comply with what they want because they're, they're urging you to do this. Yes. The world. 
Mm. And I'm on my way to my death. You think? Because I didn't ask questions. In life, we're supposed to ask God. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then this lifeguard comes up to me and says, why don't you just stand <laughs> up? <laughs> Three feet of water. Three feet. I'm six foot one. <laughs> That's what God be doing. Oh, God. Why didn't you just ask me how deep the water was, Fallon? He knew he you, know, knew you weren't in danger. The people that told you to go down there knew you weren't in danger. Everybody knew me. God knew you weren't in danger. Yeah. Yeah, he knew not to grab you or anything like that, right? Because he's like, okay, let me just right. ask her a question to make her so think she can think. Yes. You know what I'm yes. He didn't go over there and say, "You idiot, what you doing?" Right. And he gentle. didn't grab you, try Very to pick gentle. you up, but it, like he was like, Mm-mm, "Nothing." Why? Why don't you just stand up? <laughs> Mercy. Mercy. So he knew how to help you. Yeah. Yeah, and he does that. He he definitely does that. It's like, okay, let me just drop something, and then maybe you know, then yeah. make her think for a minute to act to assess her surroundings. But I never did that. That's the thing. Like, I never took the time. Like you're saying, put stuff on pause. I didn't put anything on pause. I kept going. I kept running. Mm. Kept running to something else. That, And then, you know, there's something else. You know, just the, the only way I knew how to handle to not feel my feelings or to be vulnerable to even myself or to God or, or to anybody else was to take care of somebody else. Like, so I'll magnify somebody else's problems. Mm. So going to get a boyfriend that don't have a job or a car or a house, let me help you. Cause I don't want to deal with my own problems. Oh, let okay. me help you with yours. So it's like a distraction. Yeah. I kept distracting myself. So I've, I've never really had the time well, I've had the time to sit down because those situations have come up, but I didn't do that. That's a problem. Mm. That's a problem. So what? what I what was running a race. Man, uh, looking up to see the bottom. <laughs> I had to get all the way down. You know what I mean? Like, it was just... Where else could I go at that point? Like, there was nothing else. I knew about God. I knew, I just didn't trust that there was something better. Oh. But at this point, it was so bad. And I was so down. I'm going to tell you. So, I was, on, uh, I was at work. And I'm a male lady. So, I'm driving my truck. And, uh... I was talking to my abuser on the phone. Mm. The person that I was with was abusing me at the time, physically, mentally, psychologically, everything you could even think of. Like, it was awful. And so he was telling me that I was nothing, that I was never going to be anything, that I'm this. Everything negative in the book that somebody can throw at you, that's what he was saying to me on the phone at the time. Mm. And so all I kept thinking of was running off of a cliff in this truck. That's all I could think of. I was like, maybe I could run into a brick wall. I wonder how fast this truck can go um, so that I I can make sure that I die. 
on impact. So as I'm doing this, I'm crying and everything because I'm like, where's the next big brick wall? Because I'm also thinking of other people. And I'm like, I don't want anybody to be damaged or hurt by me doing this as far as them seeing it. Or I don't want to, you know, how some people will jump off of a bridge and then they land on somebody else's car. That's going to mess them up, right? The people that, that you know, so I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I didn't know that was something like you do. Yeah, you you see, you took yourself out, but you just took this person out too because they mentally messed up now because of this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I was trying to do it the cleanest way possible. And uh, while he was talking to me, I, I was driving, and uh, I just happened to get by the office of where my main office was, and I pulled in there. And I got out and I mean, I'm talking, I was, I was crying like it was nothing, like just boo-hoo crying loud. And I, I told my supervisor. Okay, you went in and told your supervisor. And I said, hey, I need help. I don't, uh, I'm going to do it today if I don't get help. And he immediately called the ambulance, he called the police and all this stuff. And the, the funny thing about it is that I know my abuser. So I had to tell him before I did this, I had to tell him, I had to lie to him and say, hey, uh, I got to call the supervisor real quick to see something about a package. So I'm going to call you right back. Mm. And so he said, OK, because that's the only reason he'll get off the phone with me. Wow. So because he wouldn't get off the phone with me if, if I didn't have anything else to do because I must be cheating. You know what I mean? So he was that wow. abusive. So I went in there and I told my boss, hey, I need help because I'm going to do it today. And, you know, he called the police and all that stuff. But while the police were talking to me, I guess too much time had passed. So my abuser calls. I had AirPods in. So when the police asked me a question, I said yes while my phone was ringing. So it answered the phone. And so the police officer, nobody knew I was on the phone, but my abuser was listening to the conversation because I didn't want them to know that I was on the phone or that I had accidentally answered my phone. Yeah. So he says, uh, my abuser is on the other line talking to me while I'm talking to the police. And he says, now these people are going to think I'm a bad boyfriend. <laughs> there was no, 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 wow. There, no there was no bad. You. Are you okay? Nothing. What are you doing? You're doing the wrong thing. Now you're going to have them looking at me crazy. That's a good idea. Touche. So, you know, and that's what took me and, you know, God don't have to work swiftly. He don't have to, but he can drop little nuggets everywhere. So the first thing I had to do was go to work. I mean, first thing I had to do was get therapy because my job being a federal place will not allow you to go to work while you're suicidal. Makes sense. So. Now I got to go to a therapist for at least a week or two before I even go back to work. Oh, you had to. Okay, got it. You had, had to. to. 
Cause yes, they, not, they, they made it mandatory. Word for it. Oh yeah, I'm fine now. And then you just clock. Yeah, they, they weren't playing it. They had to see proof. Yeah, that you and you had to get cleared to be. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay. She's she's made progress. She should be okay. Wow. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, and that's a that's a blessing in itself. Mm, mm, mm. Because I had to get therapy first. So I'm talking to this therapy and this therapy isn't new to me. So I went back to my old therapist mm -hmm. so, so that I can talk to her and I was dealing with her and talking to her. And um, through that time, it wasn't, it was helping, but I needed something more. Mm -hmm. I said, something ain't right still, you know, mm -hmm. my cousin Dawn, she kept sending me these invites to these prayer calls. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. She just kept sending them to me. I didn't know why she kept sending them to me. I, you know, but she just kept on, you know, she didn't, I don't even know if she sent them to her sister, but she sent them to me. And so one day I said, well, I'll get on it. And I got on that thing and it was so uplifting. And so God is always on time because it was so on topic with how I was feeling at the time that I got to get it again. Mm. You know, I, I had to get it again. So now I'm ready to go back to church. So I'm, I'm church hopping, looking for a church home and stuff as well. <laughs> and so I'm getting good word though while I'm going, but I, you know, uh, the confirmation for what church I was going to go to happened because my son, we went to this church a couple of times. And then he said, uh, which church are we going to today, mom? And I said, we're going to church christ again and he said oh great because that's where i feel at home mm. and my children are above everything else to me <laughs> you know what i mean like it's god then my kids right. you know what i mean before even me so i said that's where we're going then mm -hmm. and uh i went to that church and the preacher kept asking me asking the whole church he wasn't just asking me but he was like hey <laughs> if you haven't read the bible read this Bible. It's, it's easier to understand. It helps you. So me having an eight-hour workday, I can listen to a Bible. Read what Bible? It was the one-year chronological uh, New Living Translation Bible. Okay. Yeah, that's the one, the translation you told me about. Okay. Yes. And so I just listened to it every day. And I was still going to the prayer calls. But I'm going to tell you, my heart hadn't changed just yet. Now, were you still with your abuser? Uh, not, I wasn't still with him, but trying to get over him was like ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Like, yeah, but you no, were, I'm like, talking like entertaining him, like talking to him. No, no, not at all. No, I, I had to go no contact, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, uh, he, I had to go no contact where I couldn't talk to him or anything because he, you know, he carried a gun and all that stuff. So I was just, you know, I had to get right. out of there. Okay. Now, so, uh, for the people listening, like with all the, you know, with the context of everything that was going on, the ways it was changing. Right. So I was, so it's kind of like, well, nobody's going to listen to me. It was so many different factors that God had placed in my, in my face before he revealed himself to me. Does that make mm. sense? Like, yeah, like it was, okay, now I got therapy. Now my therapist wasn't a Christian, mm -hmm. but she was helping me think through some things that I had already knew. 
Mm -hmm. um, what a good therapist. Then on top of that, right. So, you know, she was helping me think through some things. I was getting clearer. Um, somebody dropped off this thing saying, hey, for some reason, I want to give this to you. And it was called a self-love journal. Oh, wow. Oh. And it was, it, it was supposed to be like a 60-day journal of you, of it teaching you how to love yourself. Wow. Yes. They didn't absolutely. know what you was going through? No. <laughs> no. Can we just stop no. for a minute and just remind people, if God puts something on your heart, or you just have this feeling. Do it. Just do it. Please do it. Please. 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 It. It's, it's, it's a reason. You don't know why, but God knows It's why. a reason. Yes, he does. He does. Mm, okay. Go yes, ahead. he does. So the lady gave me this self-love journal. And uh, something on Instagram was telling me, you know, journalize your feelings. So I had that journal. I was writing in a journal. And then listen now check this out two years ago a lady was doing like some type of cleaning out thing like she was closing her store mm -hmm. and i was the male lady mm -hmm. and so she says two years ago <laughs> she says hey i want you to have this and it was this tiny book and it was positive affirmations for a christian all right never open that book Okay. Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. And the book was no bigger than my hand. No bigger than my hand. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. yeah, no bigger than my hand. It was tiny. It was cute. Yeah, it was a little book, but it's like 100 pages. Crazy. So, I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to go to these. these. So, I got my cousin shooting over uh, prayer calls mm -hmm. everywhere. And, you know, I got the therapist talking me through some things. Some stranger gives me a self-love journal. Mm -hmm. I, I see some things that say you need to start journaling. And then, um, and for some reason, I ran across this book that's, that somebody just randomly gave me two years ago saying positive aff affirmations for Christians. Mm. So I put these books to the side of my bed every morning. And I said, I'm going to wake up and do these. Mm. I'm going to read a page from here. I'm going to journalize and I'm going to do my self-love. Mm. every day meanwhile i'm still going to prayer calls and going to church now why not just start reading that little bible that, that the preacher keeps talking about let me try to read that you know mm. upon listening to it every day eight hours a day i was listening to this bible and my mouth dropped wide open and, and a lot of parts of it it was super funny it was super good it was like the greatest story ever told you know what i mean like it's really right. a good book right. the bible it's really a good read. So I did that and something clicked in me. I was thinking about all of the damage that I had been through and all of this stuff. And through healing, I said, this started from childhood. Mm. Quick, I got to save my kids. Mm. It's the first thing I thought. I was like, I got to save my kids. I got to show them this good news. I got to show them God. I got to show them how to do this. Otherwise, they're going to be just like me or worse. Mm -hmm. I got a little girl. I got a son. I got to show them how to do this. So at that point, my thought process changed and I wanted to give myself. It's like I wanted to surrender to God because I, I realized that that was the only way. Mm -hmm. 
I want the joy and peace they talking about in that. Okay. <laughs> and that Bible, it seems like, you know, that joy and peace that they was talking about, like, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so let me let me try Jesus. You know, my cousins, we always do it. Right, because we sing this song right now. This is this is a bad thing, okay? So we sing this song because we we were saying that basically like if somebody come and cuss you out, uh-huh. we'll say, Try Jesus. Don't try me. So we're saying a bad way, like, hey, he's still working on us. <laughs> so every time somebody do something, we'd be like, uh-uh. Oh, try Jesus, you know. Oh. But why not try Jesus? Oh, my goodness. Why not try Jesus? I tried everybody but. Mm. And, and at that point, I said, you know what, I'm going to have the intention. And then, so the year came, January 1st. And I was like, that's it. I'm living my life for God at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, we make those empty promises as far as New Year's resolutions, but mm-hmm. mine was real. Like I felt that. And I was like, you know what? I am going to do this different. My whole life, I'm going to do different. Mm-hmm. I want my children to be saved, but I want to be saved too. Mm-hmm. But I want my children to not have to go through a lot of this stuff. But if they even have to go through it, I need them to have that seed planted that they can always come back home. And home is not me. Home is God. Whoa. Whoa. Ho, ho, oh, ho. wait a minute. Wait a minute, mama. Wait a minute, mama. Mm. What you say? Mm. What you say? Home is not me. Mm. Home is God. My Lord. Hmm. That's some Holy Spirit That's talk it. right there. Yeah. You know, because we're we're fallible. Yes. We're limited. You know, we are finite. And Man. you know, of course, you know, we we are always gonna be there for our kids. We love our kids. Ain't nobody don't nobody love you on this earth like your mama. But we can only yeah. do so much. God is the one that is all knowing, all loving, loves them perfectly, created them, and yeah. gives them everlasting yeah. life. We can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's beautiful. Hallelujah. Wow. Home is God. Man. Yeah. I need them to know that. that. That's real. Man. Yeah. And you know what? When we remember that, we don't do stuff we ain't got no business doing. <laughs> we, we, we don't, you know, we don't, I remember, uh, I remember, I think the first time that my kids went on a church trip out of town and they were maybe old, they probably were like middle school age or something, I don't know, or, or, or older elementary school age or something like that. And I was like, I, you know, I totally trusted, you know, everybody and all of that stuff like that. But I, I felt a little funny because they had never, you know, been away like on a weekend trip or however long it was, you know, right. away from me and I don't can't see them. And I can't drive 30 minutes and be there if something happened. And, you know, I was thinking, yeah. like, okay, well, you ain't in control. No way. I mean, just because when they go to school, Mercy. you know you know the school and you've been there before and you've met the teachers and if something happens you're only 30 minutes away but yeah. you, at the end yeah. of the day you feel like they're safe 
but you're not in control of what happens to them while they're at school, Michelle. You don't control if they slip in the ball. You don't control if somebody bullies them. No. Nope. The teachers say something. Cra- you if you don't control any of that. You just feel like they're safe because you know where they are and you're familiar with that area. Right. So this is really no different. They're just further away, but you ain't you ain't in no more control when they're in Fort Worth than Closer. you are when they go to Houston. Right. That's right. God is the That's one right. that over them in both places. And I was like, mm, okay, let me get myself together. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it is just like we just forget, but yeah, that's forget. it. Yeah, it's a reality check. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a reality check. And like Definitely. I told you before we started recording, like I was all excited, we were supposed to start at a certain time, and I was gonna, we was gonna do this on a certain way, and it wasn't working, and the video wasn't working, yeah. and the audio wasn't working, and then I was like, ah, Lord, help me. And I was sincere, and it's funny because, like, when I did mm-hmm. it my mind changed like my heart changed it was like okay it's not just me doing this like okay god okay, yeah god. yeah god mm-hmm. what what do you and you hear people say it and if you're not like yeah. in that mindset sometimes you're like what are they talking about or what is you know what does that mean but it's like and then you can't you can't necessarily like pinpoint it it's like when you experience it you know it it's like you you can have yeah. a certain heart posture a certain mindset it's not that you're necessarily doing anything quote unquote bad but it's just like you just kind of yeah. are not remembering that God is in control of like being sensitive to what he might want you to do. And when you just yeah. shift like that, there is a mm. peace. There is a, re- like, I relax. Mercy. And it's like, yeah. okay, we're not doing it this way. Fine. Okay, we're going to go over to this platform and we're going to do it this way. We're not going to have right. the video. We're not going to be, I'm not going to show my cute little Christian shirt this time. Uh, we're just going to do audio. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and we're yeah. not gonna do exactly what I had planned on, what I had written out on my little board. What we were gonna record, I was like, okay, we're just we're just gonna record what we record and see what happens. You know, like I told you, I was like, yeah, we're just gonna see what happens. I, I don't know, we're just gonna let it flow. Yeah, because uh, all this stuff that you just shared, that was not on the the board. No, not that at wasn't all. on the board, <laughs> but that's what needed to come out. <laughs> so. You know, we, we, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God is in control. We think we got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got it. Nah, nah. And once you figure that out, though, that's like mm. the great, that's when you say you're free. For real. You're free. For real, for real. Yeah. For real, for real. I don't, I don't have to have it. You know, and it's not the same. I don't have to like, have it you're not supposed to plan or you're not supposed to move forward with stuff. Right. Sometimes it is going to be like you write out this and you plan out this and that's what you're going to do. But you also have to realize that sometimes that's not like, sometimes he's going to alter yeah. it, change it, modify it, do it, a di- or it's going to be a different time. You have to be open to that to know the difference of like when you're supposed to go forward, what you were intending to do and when you need to back off. It's a very subtle. It's a very uh, subtle. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, a, it's just a spirit thing. It's just a heart thing, you know. And God, God will guide you on it. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. And, and I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's, man. It's, it's very, it's cool. If you choose to listen, mm-hmm. if you choose to listen, because mm-hmm. you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. God is not a. How do I say this? Uh, God is not 
he's not going to force you. He's not going to force himself on you. Come on now. What, he not. What were we he's a gentleman. With, uh, with Cain and Abel and Cain, and Cain, was, Cain was upset because God didn't accept his offer and he was like, if you do well, yeah, you know, if you, if you do well, then everything will be fine. But so yeah, you're not just at the door. It's like, it's up to you. Yeah. He's sitting there waiting to grab you. You know, when I hear that verse, I, I think about like there's actually a literal door and <laughs> Satan is standing right behind it. Mm. <laughs> mm. And, and it's God on this side saying, hey, hey, which one you want to do? You want to come this way? Or, and Cain just goes on through the door. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he picked that. He did. We get to choose. You pick. I know that. Uh, Ephesians. Okay, Ephesians four thirty. Ephesians four thirty. All right, because it made me think of the scriptures. I want to. I don't have stuff memorized yet. Most of them, I don't. I, I, I've not been a good student to memorize the stuff. So for I'm not gonna be the memorizer. Okay. I can I can memorize what it says, but I can't remember where it came from. <laughs> hey, that works. All right, Ephesians. That's me. Yeah. Four and thirty, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Uh, anyway, it just, I just thought about that scripture because, like, well, he's talking about you know, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. That goes back to what we were talking about, about the relationship. Mercy. Yeah. But yeah. You know, it's just saying like he's like, hey, you know, when you act a certain way, when you do certain things, that grieves the Holy Spirit. Like that bothers the Holy yeah. Spirit, which, like you said, like he doesn't force. He's not gonna be like, like shut you up and just stop you from fussing or cussing somebody out or being mean or gossiping. And he's gonna sit there like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna choose to do that. Okay. Okay. And you can feel that though. Like you're gonna feel. The uncomfortableness once you choose sin. Man. Once you choose that, it don't sit right with you. You yeah. forcing at this point. Once you start walking with him, you're right. Because the Holy Say Spirit it, is in you. It's like, <sighs> sometimes it's a me and ah. let's be honest. Let's be okay. Come on, let's tell the truth. Depending on where you are and depending on what's going on today, like Sometimes it's like it needed, and sometimes it's like you in your feelings, you angry, or you whatever, you all sitting feeling self justified. And then later on, it hits you. You like, yeah, I could say it. And for me, it's mostly yeah. like my yeah. kids. Like, I, I, I've gotten a lot better over the years, but it's mostly my kids. Like, all right, I shouldn't have yelled at her. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, or like, okay, yeah, too hard. the kids will take you, though. Yeah, the kids will try you. 
you know it is like i've had to go back and i'm like okay i meant what i said but the way that i said it I, okay i i could have i could have done that differently yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's like okay you could correct you could you could correct and then it's like you don't have to go on a rant and just go on and well, that's why you're gonna and then last week you did i get tired and you always okay all that was yeah. necessary michelle and you can't leave it there either you got to correct that problem when you realize that you said something like that to your children don't just leave them sitting there with it let's man go. Let's don't go. leave them with that let's go because we know how that feels come on with it now yeah we like know. what are you doing we know my mom well, i'm grown i can mom. say what i want to say god bless her my mom was a wonderful mom you know there was times she, she'd get on a rant and she's upset about this and yeah i didn't do something or whatever and blah 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 and it's like okay all right <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> or they say that one yeah. thing that like okay it was like okay that was that kind of that kind of hurt like did you need to say that <laughs> yeah you know it's yeah like, man you know, as a kid you know, as a kid, when something was like wasn't quite right, or they went a little bit too far, or <laughs> so yeah, for them, you know, and they was old school. They weren't coming back and saying anything. But you know, I was like, okay, I can't. I know better. So let me go back. Hurt people, hurt people. Let me go back and say, and I will say, yeah, in the in the last few years, my mom did. She started like she was sometimes. She, because you know when i'm this stuff i'm talking about like this was even as an adult sometimes she go on a rant and blah 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 blah, and then like she did mm -hmm. and sometimes she would come back and be like well you know i'm sorry that you know i'm sorry that i you know got so upset and you know that i was you know yeah carrying on like that and that that touched me because like i said that was not something that she did when i was younger that's not even something she did when i was in my 30s we're talking about you know she was in her 70s and at this point i'm in my 40s because i told i told her i was like I told her a few different times. I was like, sometimes, okay, well, hey, when you say this, because you know, we all got as parents, we have like our little phrases and stuff that we say when we get upset. Yeah. And you know, sometimes there'll be stuff she was saying. I'm like, well, mom, you know, that hurts my feelings when you say that. And she'd be like, well, uh, you know, I'm your mom. You know, I love you. It shouldn't bother you. That'll be her response. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, oh, were you just being sensitive? I was like, well, yeah, I know you love me, but that still bothers me when you say this particular phrase or whatever, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, um, yeah, like the, the those last few years, you know, since she would like kind of watch, uh, you know, certain things that she what she would say, or she would come back and say, you know, oh, you know, I'm sorry about that. And along with it, a lot like what we're talking about, she was, you know, she was trying to grow spiritually, you know, even with all her. Yeah, she had a changed um, heart. You know, there it she is. She told me because she had the stroke back in. That was before I moved to Texas, probably 07, 2007. And so like mm -hmm. she was, let me see, so she was born in 43. So she was like in her early 60s, she was an assistant manager at a thrift store and she was short, but man, she could walk fast. I don't know how she did that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> she was like five foot two, and I remember when I was like a teenager, like I, uh, we were like walking down the street, and I was like, I was like having to work to try to keep up with her, like she was a fast. But anyway, you know, she had the stroke, and so you know, she had to go ahead and retire, or whatever, because you know she couldn't, you know, walk and get around the same and stuff like that. And she told me that like she started getting more serious about her relationship with God after that, like it, 
that that got her attention. <laughs> you know, she always Mercy. believed in God, but she wasn't. She she never and she really never did start like, really just going to church. But she wouldn't want to like go to church or or really read her Bible hmm. and stuff like that. After that, she started reading her Bible. She started listening to gospel music. She started praying. She started talking to me about you know make sure you do this and she started and so yeah she would talk to the kids about you know you need to make sure you hallelujah to God and she, and she, yeah. <laughs> she would preach to them and she would say they would do something and they would act up and she wouldn't just spank them she would talk to them about what the bible say and all. <laughs> yeah so that's you know, good that's a changed spirit though mm-hmm. a changed heart you could tell that that's the fruit yeah, that's the fruit right there. The fruits of the spirit, man. Once you have a changed heart, some other stuff gonna come out of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Other stuff coming. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember, um, like those last few years. I remember, I like found. I don't even know how I found out. So it was like I didn't even know that uh, my son, who at that time he was in high school, like that he would go in. Well, actually, sometimes I would, I would like hear him like go up to his mom, his grandma's room, you know, and I didn't know what they was talking about or whatever. Because uh, usually he, as far as I knew, like after he got older, he would only go in there if like, I'm like, hey, take your grandma her, her plate or something like that. Or she needs you to go do something, right? Well, he would go in there and just ask her to pray for him if like something was going on at school or something was really bothering him like he yeah. found out about that later like he would go in and just ask her to pray uh you know with him and stuff like that or she would like read you know she would talk to him and maybe read him the scripture or something mm. i mean you know what that did to my soul man it was just i was like wow like they yeah. had their own yeah. relationship and not just that they had her own relationship she was encouraging him in the lord and praying with him like that's yeah priceless. yeah yeah a godly Beautiful. woman, a godly mother, a godly grandmother, godly auntie, <laughs> godly neighbor. That's priceless. Hold on, that's that's Bible. Who was that that they were saying? Uh, was it Pete? What? Well, was it? Then he said, "I saw your grandmother, and then your mother, uh, and she oh, passed it down to you." Oh, yeah. Okay. Paul was saying that to. Um, I want to say yeah. it was Timothy. The last, I want to say, it was, was it Timothy? Timothy? And he was like, "I saw your grandmother and then your mother, and she, your your mother passed it down to you." That's a real thing. You're right. That's a real thing. All right. Let me see. The internet. Uh. Okay. Second Timothy one and five. I remember your honest and true faith. It was alive first in your grandmother Lois. And in your mother Eunice. Hallelujah. And I am certain yeah. it is now alive in you also. What you said. Mm. Come on with it. Come on. Come on with it. One and five. Come on, grandmamas. Grandmamas. Love it. Pass it down to your children. <laughs> important. Very important. Very important. Amen. Amen. Like I said, I can't remember scriptures, but I know what the Bible says. <laughs> <laughs> I know it says something about it. Woo! That's yeah. It. That's, that's it. very important. That's very oh, important. Man. Okay, so uh, okay, so we will wrap this up. Let's go back to you was talking about. Okay, so you're you're um, you're doing the prayer calls. You're doing the journaling. You're reading the, the affirmations. You're going to church, and then January first rolls around. You're like, okay, we're doing this different now. Is this January first of what year are we talking about? 
this year. 2023. Yeah. 40 years old. 2023. You're like, I'm doing this for God. So, all right. So we're, we're in, you know, September at this point. So like, talk, talk to us. So like, what is, what has this year been like for you uh, with the, with this, this change, you know, and this, this new resolution, like what's it, what's it been like the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty. Well, um, I will say that it was ugly at first because I was in pain. I was, I was sick. I was very sick mentally, um, you know, with the suicide, suicidal thoughts and everything. Um, like I said, it didn't pierce me that God got me until after I finished reading that whole Bible. Hmm. It was like, uh, it was, it, it was sometimes, it, it felt like a, a spiritual surgery. Like I needed to know that God hears me and that God is going to be here no matter what. Mm. His track record said it. He had already been there. So like hindsight again, I'm looking back and I'm like this, man, God had me every single step of the way. Mm. I'm the one that pulled myself back. He was showing me this whole time different things. Uh, so when I got this place, um, yes, I'm supposed to be here. But at the same time, like worldly wise, I shouldn't even been in this place. Hmm. My credit score was too low for this place. Wow. This was a good house. And, and it happened to be on the route that I had changed from to get away from my abuser. Wait, the, one, the route that you changed from or the route that, route that you changed to? I changed whole stations to get away from my abuser. Okay. So like, so I had where, to have a plan. Right so like where you wanted to be like in a safe area. Yes. I'm in a safe area as far as my, my, my post office. Right. I was away from my abuser. So, cause we work together. So I'm away from the abuser at this whole different spot. Wow. So I was there and I see this house is a nice house and somebody lived here at the time, hmm. but then they moved. This house stayed empty for months, <laughs> months. It stayed empty. Hmm. Look at God. Nice house. Because I kept saying, I like that house. I like that house. Right. But nobody asked for it. Nobody moved in it as far as, you know, what I know is nobody moved in it. I don't know if people weren't getting approved or what, but nobody moved in this house. So one day I said, you know what? I'm going to try to get the house. I looked online, saw that um, your credit score had to be here. Mine was like 30 points below that. I gave up immediately. I looked at that. I said, oh, well, I can't get the house anyway. But the next day, something told me keep reading that that piece of paper mm -hmm. that said what the requirements for the house were. So I kept reading. I went back to it and I started reading again and said, well, if your credit score is here, 
then you'll just have to pay extra. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the extra, but why not apply? Because, you know, what they're going to say? If it's no, I already, I'm still homeless anyway. So if it's no, whatever. If it's yes, great. But even then, how am I going to get the money? So then I applied for the house and I was like, well, maybe when I get my check, you know, if it's this certain day, I said, hopefully it'll take them like three to four days to even say whether I'm approved or not. That way I'll get paid. Mm -hmm. They called me the next day (laughs) and said, you got the house. And I'm like, yay, but darn, because I don't have the money and you got to have the money in 48 hours. You got to have that deposit in 48 hours. So I was like, man, uh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't tell them I didn't have a deposit. But for some reason, my check dropped. Huh? So, somehow, some way, the money was in my account to pay my deposit. Lord have mercy. We're talking about $1,500. Lord have mercy. So all of a sudden, your check come early. And it don't never come early. Yeah, it never came early. Never came early. It came early this time. So then... After that, she was like, okay, do you want to go ahead and move in on the 15th? I was like, no, because uh, I didn't have any money at that point. I was broke now, you know, because I had to pay that. So I move in on the 1st. Right. So I move in on the 1st, you know, because that way I just have rent to pay instead of prorated rent. Because, you know, when you move in in the middle of the month, you got to pay prorated rent. And then you got to turn back around on the 1st and pay more rent. Yeah. She said, well, hold on just a second. Let me see how much your prorate will be because she's trying to get me in the house fast. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not getting in that house before the first, ma'am. You know, I'm thinking this way. Like, you crazy. I'm not paying anything. I ain't got it. Right. She says, oh, turns out uh, we're not going to do priority rent. You can come get the keys. Oh, my Lord. What? I can come get the keys. Oh, my goodness. Lord. Then, on top of that, <laughs> this is crazy now, on top of that, I get my next check and there's 500 extra dollars on it. For what? So I go to my union person, check this out. I go to my union steward and I said, hey, there's 500 extra dollars on my my check. Like, where did it come from? Because I don't remember filing a grievance or anything. You know, when you file a grievance, that means you file a complaint. Post office got to pay you, right? Yeah. So I was like, I don't, I don't remember filing a grievance. He said, oh, I filed a grievance a grievance six months ago girl won't he do it six months michelle i didn't even know the money was coming Mm, he did and the reason why i got it is because i moved to this route they didn't post it fast enough for me yes So you got paid. God be God. You got paid for moving where you needed to move and changing to the station that you needed to change. Yeah. To. I got five hundred extra dollars to do that. So yeah. that you could get out of the situation that, that God was getting you out of. He wanted me out of that. Oh, forbid! Oh my gosh. So. Hmm. Somebody that else all filed was, for so you. that's the track record. You didn't even say anything yes. to this man. He filed this for you. Oh, he no. was supposed to get. They need to take care of this. You don't even know nothing about mm-hmm. it. Girl, he will put he will put on people's hearts what to do. Yeah. Wow. That's how he moves in my life. And so at that point, looking at all that stuff, looking at everything I had 
And, you know, on a different time, we could talk about how I didn't have my children for a whole year because I was homeless. We'll talk, we could talk about that on a different time, but I, I had this house. I was living here and my children were home. Mm. God is good. I said, there is no way I could turn away from the father ever again in my life. I can't see it because all I can see is everything he's done for me. Through it all, once we take a look at ourselves and we say, you know what? We didn't choose God first. We didn't consult God. We didn't go with God on this situation. And how did that turn out for you? (laughs) How did it turn out for you? Anytime we don't choose God or choose to counsel with God, pray first, it don't quite turn out. It's still going to be good for you, though, Mm -hmm. in a way. It just is a different way that it could have went. It's not the same same if you you choose God first. Like, you just don't have that peace. It's just different. Mm -mm. No, it moves different. Everything moves different. Now you worry. But you just don't have the peace. Nope. Once I started, stop. Once I finished the Bible, Michelle, and I had made that decision to go with God and do what God said, it wasn't easy because the devil don't have to really mess with you as long as you out there. <laughs> but he gonna come for you. He gonna come for you. Mm. But my God is so protective. You know, like, you know, like I said, with Job, God already knew Job was strong enough to go through whatever he went through. Mm. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and try him. But I feel like at this point in my life, I wasn't strong enough. God protected me. Mm. He was like, Satan, not yet. Mm. Not yet. I wasn't ready yet. But once I finished that Bible and got that good news, and then uh, made a decision. I was watching my kids and I was looking at through therapy, saw that my damage was going to damage my children because I was damaged as a child. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff had to fall into place. God let me see all of this stuff in a straight line. And that pierced my heart enough to where I said enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing God first. I believe that God covered me that whole time as far as not letting Satan get to me. Mm. Because I'm going to tell you, everything went smooth for a while. Mm -hmm. Now I can tell you when I got strong, (laughs) because here comes Satan. (laughs) Here comes Satan. Mm. But knowing what I did know, I couldn't turn away from God during those times when Satan was there. Right. It was beautiful. It was just looking at it now, like backwards. I'm like, my God, like, you're so beautiful to me. Like the way you move, it's almost like he's doing like the Swan Lake dance. Like, yeah, I got you, boo. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful how he moves in my life. And I'm sure if anybody else looked, They'll look back on their life and they're like, God don't even have to like, you know, it's not a robotic movement. It's a smooth, you know what I mean? He's just taking his hand and like, you just move your hand real soft. 
That's how he moves. He don't jerk you. Mm. He's so gentle, so kind, wow, so loving, so merciful. Amen. 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 So that's what helped. That that's it. Amen. Amen. He's all of that. When 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 he, yeah, he that's what we need. He he will yank you up. <laughs> <laughs> when you can handle it. When you can handle. When it. you can. But when absolutely, you can, he will not do that. You are so right. No. You are so right. You are so. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Oh, if man. you can't handle it, devil gonna stay back. I'm oh, not right now, Satan. She can't deal with them right now. Mm-mm. I'm still working on him. He worked on me, honey. I love him. I love him. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the people you placed in my life, Lord. Thank you so much. Because even through all the bad stuff, I'm not sure that I would be where I am spiritually right now if I didn't go through all that other stuff. Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. So I thank him for that. Mm. He didn't break me. You needed that. Or some of that to like show you how bad it was without God. I, I feel like I had to see the devil himself. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And the devil was in my face. That I'm telling you, that was a demonic spirit. We could talk about that on a different date, but that man had a demonic spirit on him. Mm. And I see it as clear as day now, even in pictures. Wow. I can look at an old picture and I'm like, there go the demon right there. Wow. I see one of the people, you have to see it. (laughs) You have to see it to believe it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had to see the old devil himself. (laughs) Yeah. But that's a powerful testimony. Mm. Powerful testimony. God is good. God is good. Thank you for, wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's powerful. That is power. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. That is power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Praise your name. Praise your name. Uh, and you, yeah. know, you were saying uh, when we before we started recording, you were talking about, uh, you know, how you had like kind of like this kind of cloud, like, you know, kind of little funk going on or whatever, and how you started, yeah. you know, praising God and praying and how that that removes that and I've I've I found that out too and I have to remind myself of that because like I woke I've you know woken up in the daytime and it's like there's nothing particularly really going on bad or anything. It's like, I just kinda don't feel whatever and then like I put on a um Yeah I put on a worship song. Feel some type of way. And it's like <laughs> it just clears it out. What'd you say? <laughs> it just it just clears it out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta focus on God, like how awesome He is, how wonderful He yeah. is, and how how just how wonderful He is before we even get to like what He did, just like how awesome, yeah. and wonderful He is, yeah, in this world that He's created and that I'm in it, and then then start thinking about like He loves me, He cares, like it's man, that just melts everything away. 
I mean, yeah, you still have the problems, but it's like your your focus shifts, and so like it puts everything in perspective. So it's like, okay, this yeah, this right here ain't even no big deal. He's here. I'm focusing on this right here. We ain't worried about that. That's right. He right here. Yeah. So worship, worship. When you just who God is, acknowledging and honoring God for who He is, holy, awesome merciful love yes you know, yes almighty there's so much power and peace in that my god yeah peace in that by itself that's peace, peace right there just knowing who he is and and being honored to be able to know who he is like thank you god for giving us a chance to even get to know you mm. thank you for the heart that we even have to try to get to know you Cause there's some stubborn folk out here. <laughs> hey everybody. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with the wonderful Fallon sales. You will be hearing much more from her because as I said at the beginning of the podcast, she is my new co-host. So make sure that you find her on Instagram or Facebook Fallon Sells, F as in Frank, A-L-O-N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, E-L-L, S as in Sam. Make sure that you text your girlfriend, put this on your Instagram, uh, post it on Facebook. I know there is somebody in your life who can be blessed by her testimony of how God brought her through, especially if you know anybody that may be dealing with uh, mental health challenges, anybody that's dealt with an abusive relationship or somebody that's just been kind of away from God, uh, being challenged in their faith, all of those things uh, were hit on in this episode. So make sure you share this episode running from deliverance. And until next time, keep seeking your success in the Lord.